0: Thank you very much for tuning in. Hopefully today we'll have an interesting uh, show for you. I don't have anyone to interview. I'm actually on the road right now. I'm doing a day uh, of consulting with a client where I'm going to be the Master of Ceremonies at their upcoming conference, and I had to fly into their headquarters to spend some time with their executives and get ready for this event because it's a really big deal, and so I'm here doing a day of consulting and realized that I didn't have a show for this week, so we missed a show, and Uh, I don't fly home until tomorrow, so I need to get this show done, and so I'm sitting here in my hotel room, and last night I had an interesting phone conversation, so I want to get in and share some things that, that I woke up thinking after this call that I had. However, First, I wanted to thank you all for tuning in and being part of the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do community. I really like the fact that some of you take the time and go to iTunes and leave reviews. It really does mean a lot to me, so I want to go back and start reading some of the more recent reviews, and even if I don't read the whole thing, just really thank people. And there's a recent review from Dr. Michael Hudson. Now, he was a guest on this show maybe about 10 or 15 episodes ago, and he left a very nice review that basically said, hey, Tom does a great job with interviewing. He knows how to take the conversation where it should go. And he praised the energy and enthusiasm of the podcast, saying that it makes it a good listen. And, you know, I think that enthusiasm is really important. Part of you know what i have on my signature of my email thing is is live with enthusiasm every day because when you're fired up you can accomplish more. You can really accomplish anything that you want to. And that's what I want to talk to today. Because if you are if you're an entrepreneur or you have a side hustle and you're trying to make things happen, you have to be enthusiastic about it. But the road isn't going to be just totally paved with, with roses and, and perfume the whole way through. There's gonna be some bumps in the road. You're gonna make some mistakes. You're gonna you're gonna fail. You're gonna to have to, you know, go back to the starting gate and and sort of, you know, metaphorically move home for a while. But then you got got to get out there and, and start trying again and make sure that you're doing what you want. The only thing I know for sure is that a 100% of the people who quit in following their dreams don't reach them. Now, I've been working full time as a professional speaker for eight years. Coming up on April 1st, that'll be eight years since the day I got laid off. And and yes, I always say that the irony of being laid off on April 1st is never lost on me. But I get calls from people who say, you know, how did you create this career? How were you able to, to pull this off? How were you able to to actually build a business as a speaker when, when you're not famous and you didn't found any, you know, powerful companies? You know, you don't have some advanced degree. You're not a PhD or an MBA. How, how in the world were you able to do this? And part of it was, is that I knew what I wanted to do. I went for it. And then I never quit. And I got to be honest, there were some times where I really wanted to quit and, and I didn't and I was able to spin it around. Now, I'll be honest, there are times where I wonder if I'm going to still be able to pull it off even after eight years and, and the last three or four years of being pretty, pretty successful, at least, you know, meeting some basic financial goals that I have, you know, every quarter I worry about, am I going to be able to pull this off? Now, I track my business based on sales. There's a lot of ways you can track a, a business, and, and actually, I went to a, a training program by a consultant named Mark LeBlanc, and he said, look, you've, you've gotta track it by you know, sales, every month how you're selling, by delivery when you're out there speaking, you know, how much money are you making in each month, and then when does the money come in? And so I've started doing that in my business. I track all three. But as an old sales guy, I mean, I started my career as a commission sales guy. I didn't eat if I didn't sell, and I was on a quota every single month. So I have always tracked my business based on the quarter. How was I doing on sales? Now, Mark taught me that I really should be doing that a month to month, and the reason was is you can have a bad month and hide it in your quarterly numbers. You can't hide your numbers month to month. They're just gonna be what they are. So I took his advice because I always take great advice and I have started tracking my sales month after month. But I still like to look at those quarterly numbers and I will tell you what, I have just completed as we wrap up March, the biggest quarter that I've ever had in the eight years that I've been working for myself. So I'm really excited about that. But I'll be honest, I'm scared to death because on April 1st, a whole new quarter starts and that needle moves down to zero for the month of April and the second quarter. And I get worried about that. And I think that's just human. That's just a normal thing. But the reason I'm doing so well is because of longevity. I've stuck with it. I've been out there, you know, I'm trying to serve clients. I'm offering new things like flying in and spending a day with them, you know, sort of prepping for the conference, making sure that I'm not just some MC who shows up, but I'm integrated into everything I'm doing. I'm trying to do things differently that I wouldn't have necessarily even known to do eight years ago. So I I think that if you want to achieve something you've got to go for it. So that's what we're going to talk about today. So last night I got a call from a young man. I don't know, he's about 27 years old. His name is James and if James if you're listening to this, I hope you're going to get really excited because you inspired me. And that's the way the world should work. It's not just people should call someone who, hey, that guy's working as a speaker, I wanna be a speaker, he inspires me. No, I should be inspired by you because you had so much enthusiasm inside of you. You just need to harness it and you need to sort of get focused on what you want to do. So I had this conversation with this guy. He, he sent me an email. He had stumbled upon me through uh, the podcast and looked at my videos online and, and looked at some speeches that he found of me. And he, he wants to do what I do. And so he reached out to me. Well, I'm, I'm, sitting in a hotel room. I said, call me now if you want. And we talked for about an hour and a half. And I told him everything I could about the business side of speaking. Now, he has a background. He's done some acting. And he's done some stuff with Toastmasters. And he feels like he's a good speaker. And that's important. If you want to make it as a speaker or anything, you got to be good at what you do. In fact, you got to be great at what you got to do. But that's not enough. And so we had a conversation and, and I thought about him, you know, when I woke up this morning and I thought, you know what, I got I to gotta do this podcast and I really want to share everything that I, I just want to grab him and tell him. So this podcast is specifically for him, but I think it'll work for any of you, no matter what your dream is that you, that you want to achieve. So the first thing you have to do is you have to think about what is it that you want. And you have to be clear. You can't have 10 things that you're after. In fact, there's an old saying, if you chase two pigs, you won't catch one. So you've got to have a clear focus of what it is that you want to do. Now, that doesn't mean you can't do a couple of things at once. And sometimes there's some things you can do that seem separate, but you can do them together. And so it's really one pig. But if you're trying to chase too many dreams... You know, if you want to be a if you want to be a realtor and you want to be a speaker and you want to be an actor and you want to own property and you want to do all these different things, it's going to be really hard to accomplish all of those. So my suggestion is know what it is you're trying to accomplish and see it very Clearly, and that's just not. Hey, I want to be a speaker. You've got to know what your topic is. You got to know what kind of audiences you are. What I told James was that the speaking business is like a supermarket. There are a ton of aisles, and on every aisle there are shelves, and you got to figure out where does your product sit. And there's not just one or two choices if you're going to be a speaker. If you lined up a hundred people randomly, who you met at the National Speakers Association, you would find a hundred different people with different businesses, different topics, different types of clients, different places that they work, different size audiences. It's it's like a supermarket and you got to move your cart down and you got to find out where do you fit on the shelf. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't show up on a couple of different aisles and a couple of different shelf placements, but you have to know where is it because you can't be all things in that supermarket. You can only have placement in a few places. And so whatever the business that you dream, whatever your side hustle is, whatever it is that you wanna go out and accomplish, you've got to know where do I fit inside that supermarket? Because if you don't, there's no way anybody's A, ever gonna be able to find you, and B, you're gonna be like, whoa, squirrel. Oh, gotta chase that. Oh, maybe I belong over here. Hey, I gotta be in produce. No, 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 I'm in dairy. No, 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 I'm in canned goods. No, you've gotta absolutely take it down to the minutiae of what does my business look like? What is it that I'm trying to accomplish? Who do I wanna serve? How often do I wanna work? How much do I wanna charge? What do I wanna make? And you can't know those things if you haven't studied the business. So my advice to James and to anybody who wants to come into my industry is get involved with the National Speakers Association because that's where you're gonna learn the business side of speaking. Toastmasters is an amazing organization and for those of you in any industry not not wanting to be a professional speaker I think all of you should join a Toastmasters club because if you join Toastmasters you're going to learn to be a better presenter and if you're a better presenter you're going to have the ability to excel in any industry. So I think Toastmasters is great. But if you wanna learn the business side of my industry, there's no way you can do it without getting involved with the National Speakers Association. People tell me all the time, oh, some speaker guru told me that I don't need to join an essay. Well, yeah, because the guru has their own agenda. They wanna charge you money to teach you about the industry. You can join the National Speakers Association and get around people who have the most giving hearts who are gonna help you learn. And this is true for every trade association. I work in the association business. I speak for associations in an amazing amount of industries and they are all filled with people who want to see others in their industry succeed. The people who are selfish who are like, oh God, I don't wanna be around my competitors. Ew, I hate my competitors. My competitors are gross. I'm selfish, I have gotta beat, I gotta crush my competitors. Those people? They don't join their trade association because they're selfish. They're not there to give. The people who show up, for the most part, are the people who will help you. So know what you want to do, learn your industry, and then go for it. You can't You can't succeed sitting on the sidelines. You have to get in the game. It's like driving on the freeway. You know, you enter the freeway at freeway speeds. That's one of the big rules when I was learning to drive that my dad always taught me is enter the freeway at freeway speeds. It means you got to get on that on-ramp and you got to hit the gas and you got to get yourself up to 55, 65 miles an hour really quick and then start driving. And you know what? You'll figure it out along the way. And I think that if you're really passionate, if you have a lot of enthusiasm for what you wanna do, you're gonna find a way to make it work. And if you don't, you're gonna learn so much along the way that you're gonna be able to take what you've learned and apply it into whatever you do next. So embrace your passion, embrace your enthusiasm and let that be part of what makes this happen. But here's the deal. This nice guy who I talked to, James, he's passionate, he's enthusiastic, he wants to be a speaker but he doesn't know the business yet. He doesn't know what he wants to speak about and he doesn't understand where he would fit into this metaphorical supermarket. And so that's a problem because passion and enthusiasm aren't enough. You can't just be a successful entrepreneur because you're enthusiastic about entrepreneurship. What the heck is entrepreneurship anyway? Entrepreneurship is this big, wide, swirling hurricane. Well, so what? It's not enough. It goes back, if you've been listening to this show for a while, you know that my new program that I'm doing for companies and associations is called The Paradox of Potential. So everybody has so much potential. In fact, if you're listening to the show and you've gotten 12 minutes into this, you have potential because you have something in you that says, I wanna do more. There's so many people who don't read books, they don't listen to podcasts, they don't go to conferences, they don't go to seminars. They don't have as much potential because they're not grasping hold of it and trying to learn. They're just navel-gazing. Everybody's got potential. But potential isn't it because having potential does not equal results. Potential is a paradox. We see people who have great potential or we look in the mirror and go, wow, look at me. I, am, I got it together. But so what? Just because you can do the job doesn't mean you're going to succeed at it. So it's like, why does Brad Pitt get $20 million a movie when there are a lot of great-looking people with good abs who are waiting tables on Sunset Boulevard. In fact, Brad Pitt's in his 50s, and he gets cast to play people who are in their 30s. How come? Why are they casting a 50-year-old to play a 30-year-old when you could get a 30-year-old to play a 30-year-old? Well, the reason is, is because he's Brad Pitt. He's a big deal. He's a success. People will go to see his movies. So they're casting him rather than casting, you know, the unknown 30-year-old just because the person's the right age. A little bit of makeup, they can make Brad Pitt look 30. So potential for that actor who's waiting to tables, potential isn't enough. There's got to be so much more. And in the survey and the studies that I've been doing, the research I've been doing on the paradox of potential, how do we get over that gap between potential and results, every single answer that's coming up from the people I'm interviewing, from the other surveys and studies that I'm reading, every single thing that you can do to get over that gap, to get closer to results, to do more, falls into three buckets. It falls into what is your plan, what is your purpose, and who are the people you're surrounding yourself with. So I have a new routine that I've been doing for about the last, I don't know, three, four months since I've been studying potential. And that is every morning I have my sort of wake up thoughts. I wake up and I think about what is my plan for the day? What are my goals? What is my purpose? what Why am I doing this? And then three, who are the people I need to connect better with in order to achieve what I'm trying to do? So it's the plan, the purpose, and the people. Everything you do has to come back to that. So if you want to build an entrepreneurial career, if you want to go start something on your own or take the thing you've already started and make it bigger, what's your plan? What's the purpose? Why are you doing it? You have to know in your heart. It's it's sort of like Simon, Simon Sinek's why. You know, What's the big why that you're trying to accomplish it? What is the purpose? And then the last one is that people. I can't stress enough how talking to the right people, surrounding yourself, getting mentors, having peers, getting in a mastermind group will make such a difference. So I want to talk a little more about this, but before I do... I have to thank the sponsor of this episode. And as you know, if you listen to the show regularly, I am sponsored by Podfly Productions. Now, I will tell you, Podfly takes the headaches out of starting your own podcast. And if part of your goal, if one of the things you want to do that you're passionate about is to start your own podcast, you've got to get in touch with the people at podfly.net. They are so fabulous to work for. In fact, I would have never been able to do almost 250 episodes of Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do if I hadn't run across them. They were the people who helped my plan and my purpose for this podcast become a reality. So if you want to start a podcast, and I know that a lot of you do, jump over to podfly.net slash cool things and see the offer that they have for the listeners of this show. So getting back to this whole idea of just taking action and making things happen if you want to have a fresh start, you can have it. It doesn't matter how old you are. So in talking to James, he had made some mistakes along the way. As a younger man, he had, you know, passionately gone for things that seemed like it was great. You know, he he dropped out of college. He went and did, you know, uh, followed his dream. But his dream didn't necessarily work out. And part of it was is He didn't have his plan and his purpose and his people. But then he also got married and made some bad choices along the way. And you know what? It's okay that you made bad choices along the way. All of us have made mistakes. If you go and you look at the most successful people out there, failure has been part of the mix. It's part of the recipe. I think that if I had not made mistakes, if I had been, you know, sort of some sort of Manchurian person who just went out and did everything right, I don't think my life would be where it is right now. I might have more money, you know, if I had gone to law school and and gone sort of that traditional path that I thought maybe I wanted to do at one point. If I had done that, I would do it. But, you know, I work a lot with lawyers who are really unhappy. They feel real trapped by their salaries and the jobs that they've created. And you know what? They can have a fresh start. But to have a fresh start, you have to make some sacrifices, and you have to get past the fear. I talk to so many people who, when I say, they tell me what they want to do, I say, why don't don't you just go for it? Why don't you do it? It always comes back to the fact that they're scared to go out and do it. They're scared that their friends are going to think they're failing. They're scared that they're going to flop. They're scared they're not going to do it. Well, you know what? As I said before, 100% of the people who don't try don't get there. So fear failure. So what? So you failed. You just wipe it off. You learn. It's like going to college. You know, you, you learn things. College itself is not a job. College itself is not a career. It's where you go and learn and get the base. Now, I don't think you have to go to college in today's world for some of the things that are out there that you want to do. If you want to be a lawyer or a doctor, you have to go to college. In fact, I really prefer that my doctor has been to college. But if you want to be a consultant or, you know, you want to be in sales, sometimes you can find another path. Now, I'm not going to tell anybody that a college degree isn't a great idea. It is a great idea because it gives you a little bit of a safety net. But there are people who graduate from Harvard and Yale and Cal and Carnegie Mellon and the best colleges that are out there in America who aren't going to be successful. The college itself doesn't mean that you're going to have wild success. So it's just a piece of the puzzle. So a lot of people say, well, I don't have the right education. Well, unless you have a, a, a plan where you wanna do something that requires a specific degree, it might be harder to do without that. But you know what? You have to get over your past. If you've made mistakes along the way, if you don't have every little box checked on that form, so what? Figure out a way that you can figure out how to maneuver around it. Or go back to school and invest you know, two, three, four years to finish that degree. That is a great option as well. But realize that the degree alone won't be enough. You have to have a clear goal and you have to just embrace the fact that, yeah, I made some mistakes along the way. I made some, you know, some choices that were made not necessarily with the, a fully developed brain because I was young. Guess what? I was a teenager. I made a lot of stupid choices. And as I raise my kids, I try and I hope that I can teach them not to make stupid choices but they're going to. We all make mistakes along the way, and too many people grab hold of those mistakes and wear them on the outside like they're their clothes. Now, I don't think that you should hide your mistakes and pretend you didn't make any. On the opposite side, I think there's a lot of people who pretend that they're perfect. They act as if they've never made a mistake. They think that it makes them look weak if they say they made a mistake. I don't think so. I think we all make mistakes along the way, and it's really setting those goals that help you not make mistakes in the future. I tell people all the time that if you have a very clear goal, it makes it so easy to make the tough decisions. If you know what it is you want to accomplish, all you have to ask when you come to a fork in the road is which one brings me closer to that goal. So I mentor a couple of guys who have become very good friends of mine. And every time they call me and they have a career question, I always say, you know what I'm going to ask you? And they laugh. They're going to say, you're going to ask, does this choice bring me closer to or farther from my goal? And that's right. I mean, I think as their mentor, that is my role, is to get them focused on what's the goal, what do you want to accomplish, and is the action I'm taking taking me closer to it or farther from it? I mean, that works, that works for everything. It works in a marriage. You know, I mean, married life is hard. I've been married 25 years. It's not always easy. And along the way, if every single time I had a decision to make, I said, does that take me closer to the goal of how I want to treat my wife? you know, then yeah, then I'm gonna bring flowers because I I want her to smile, I want her to be happy. I have a fantastic wife and I don't think I'm always a perfect husband. I make mistakes along the way. But a lot of those mistakes could be avoided if I ask myself, would saying that bring us closer to our marital bliss or farther away? Would not picking up my stuff bring us closer to or farther from the goal of what we're trying to accomplish? It works for everything. If you have a goal of what you want to do, then ask yourself, does this action bring me closer or take me farther away? And I think that my young friend who I had the phone conversation with last night, I think this is something for him. I think that if he would just ask himself, does my actions bring me closer to or farther from my goal with everything he does, he's going to see amazing success. When he's 37, he's going to look back and say, how did I accomplish all of this? And it's because of those actions, making those sort of gut feeling heart driven choices that he made when he was younger that maybe didn't lead him to the success he wanted that led him to feeling down about himself that took him backwards a couple of times. That's part of being human. It's okay. Just don't make the same mistake Again, That's what separates humans from everything else is we can learn and we can learn from others along the way. So I have sort of five suggestions that I want to leave you with. If you're somebody like young James who wants to accomplish more, you want to do more, you want to be out there, you want to achieve, you want to be the person who grasps the world with both hands. I have five things you need to do. Number one, know what it is you want. Take the time and write it down. A goal not written down is simply a wish. Know what it is that you want to do and have it spelled out clearly. Know what aisle you are on and what shelf you are located on. Then number two is commit to making the right choices that are going to bring you closer to that goal. Now, this doesn't guarantee That you're going to get that goal, but if you make the right choices over a long period of time, if you have longevity, you're going to be better off than you would without it. If I hadn't made it as a professional speaker, I would forever have been better for the choices that I made along the way and the people who I met along the way to get to this career so commit to doing the right choices and taking you know and, and 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 not allowing yourself to feel bad to get caught up or to be distracted by shiny objects the third thing is surround yourself with the right people. You have to go out and find people. I think it's great that James reached out to me, but I'm twice his age, and I've been doing this for eight years, and I started my speaking business when I was in my 40s. What James needs to do is he needs to get out there and get around people like him. He needs to find his tribe. He needs to find some people who are 27, 28, 30, 32, who aren't married, who are trying to start a career in the field that he wants to go into. And he needs to surround himself with that and be talking to them and discovering what they're doing that's leading to success. Now that doesn't mean he should be tracking the famous people right? I mean, that's what people do is they look for who's the most successful. I want to go be just like them. I want to be their best friend. And that works for a very small percentage of people. But in reality, find your tribe, build real friendships and grow up in your industry together. And you'll see, I've done that. I look back at the people who I first met when I got involved with the National Speakers Association. Some of those people didn't make it in the business and and they've gone away. And I've kept in touch with a few of them and, and some I've lost touch with. But others, we've grown up together in the business, and we've served each other, and we've helped each other, and we've encouraged each other. And I don't think I would be sitting here today as a working speaker if it hadn't been for those people who were part of my tribe who helped me grow up in this business. The fourth tip is you've gotta take action. You can think about it, you can call people, you can dream about it, you can do stuff, but you have to take real action every single day. And I struggle with this. I've been doing this for eight years and I would rather just pull the covers over my head sometimes. But I gotta get out of bed, I have to do this podcast, I have to write blogs, I have to send out mailings, I have to call associations, I have to do things to position myself so that I can be found, so that I can be on the short list when people are looking to make a decision to hire someone like me. And then the last thing is you can't quit. And what's great about wanting to be a speaker is you can do it part time on the side. So if you have to go take a job, you know, working at a clothing store or working at REI or working as an accountant, you still can go give speeches. There are rotary clubs who meet at seven in the morning. There are, you know, events that happen at lunch. There are still ways that you can go out and make it happen. And then the final thing, well, that, that is the final thing is, is, is don't quit because that longevity matters so much. But what I wanna leave you with is know what you want and then go make it happen. And if it doesn't work, don't beat yourself up. Find a new goal and go try something else. This is a long game. So I'm over 50 years old. And one of the things that I discovered is a lot of people look at 50 as old. They're like, oh my God, I'm turning 50. A lot of my peers are like scared that it's over. But I realize that if I'm going to work into my 70s, that's more than 20 years that I still have in front of me. If I could go back and be 30, imagine the things I could accomplish from 30 to 50. A lot of my friends who are really, really wealthy made some really smart choices along the way. And I I look at that and I say, oh, I wish I had taken those actions. I wish I had had those goals. I wish I had done that. Well, you know, if wishes were horses, then beggars would ride. That is an old Irish saying, which basically means wishes – you know, aren't going to take you to your destination. So saying, oh, I wish I had done that is not going to do you any good. It's got to be more than that. But I made a decision that 50 to 70 is going to be the best time of my life. I'm going to earn more money. I'm going to be more successful in my career. I'm going to grow something big. I'm going to be a better husband. I'm going to be a better father. I'm going to be a better brother. I'm going to be a better friend. And I'm just going to have a better time with less stress. And you know what? That's 20 more years plus of working that I have. Entire lifetimes can be built in 20 years. That's I, it's, I get 100% more time as a working adult going forward the next 25 years as I've had the last 25 years. That is plenty of time for me to find the success that I desire. And it's plenty of time for you, even if you've only got five years or 10 years. But gosh, if you're 27 years old, you've got like 45, 50 years of things that you can accomplish. So go for your dream. And if it doesn't work out, So what? At least you're the person who tried. Find a new dream and go for that one and do it every single day with enthusiasm. So I hope that you enjoyed this episode of Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Please, please, please run over and leave a review on iTunes about how you like the show. And then also, if you're a person who's struggling with the stuff that I talked about today, I suggest that you join The Potential Project. I used to call it the Cool Things Project. It's now called the Potential Project. And that is my group coaching program. And I'll tell you what, it's only $595 for six months. And everybody tells me, oh, you're not charging enough. You know, people won't see value in it. I created this for people like me. I wasn't a person who could drop $5,000 on some guru who wanted to tell me how to do my life. This is a group coaching program where everybody in it is a peer. I run it, but I'll tell you what, we have discussions where we talk about what's going on in your life. What do you want to accomplish? What is your potential and what is your plan, your purpose and your people all about? Jump over to TomSinger.com, pull down the about button. There's a, there's a click you can do there. It's going to tell you everything you need to know. And I would love to have you join that program. If you're fired up right now, then you know that that program is right for you. Hey, Hey, As always, I love hosting this show. I love it when people send me an email, when people reach out and say that something that I said touched them. So please do that. And please plan to come back in a couple of days because we're gonna have an interview with somebody really, really cool. And we are closing in on episode number 250. And I'm really excited to hit that benchmark. Thanks a lot for coming along on this ride today. Now I'm gonna challenge you. I want you to go out there and have a great day.